Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. Ladies and gents, welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton. At, excuse me, Nick Hamilton 213 is my new Twitter handle. That's right, at Nick Hamilton 213. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a good weekend and a good start to the week. I know Valentine's Day was just around the corner. I know I was at the house. I had some other responsibilities I had to maintain. So my money was going to be in my pocket for sure. But those of you guys that have went out there and broke bread, I hope you had some money left over because it's going to be a long week for some of y'all. Ooh, and for some people that didn't get any loving at the end of the day, ooh, buddy. But anyway, hope everybody had a good President's Day weekend uh and valentine's day weekend nonetheless anthony davis now we all know anthony davis is very very pivotal to the los angeles lakers as they look to repeat as nba champions we know how vital he was coming into last year and how they had to go through the bubble and fight their way through the bubble and become nba champions once again now the lakers are on a new path of of repeating as champions And Anthony Davis and LeBron James have been the dynamic duo that I've always said uh, that is the Scottie Pippen to Michael Jordan. And I'm not comparing LeBron to Michael Jordan, but you get the example. And Anthony Davis has been crucial. I mean, he's he's scored points. He's he's created opportunities for other players. He's made sure he's done his thing from the the floor, from the perimeter, uh, getting guys involved, taking some pressure off of LeBron James. But most recently, uh, he had been battling uh, injury near his right Achilles. Uh, he had sat out a couple of games. The, the Lakers were on a seven-game winning streak before Sunday, and Denver crushed that along with the opportunity of possibly gaining some ground in the Western Conference after Sunday night's loss. But not only did they lose the game, they lost Anthony Davis, who had to leave the game early due to some complications surrounding his Achilles or near his Achilles. So he was taken out. Uh, there was seemed to be no structural damage at the time, but an MRI had to be uh, done and conducted on Monday, which also showed uh, right now it's a right calf strain. Uh, there's an area near the Achilles that could be affected, um, but fortunately there is no structural damage. He's going to be reevaluated according to the reports uh, in about two to three weeks, and uh, he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. And to me, that's going to be a stretch for them because they have a stretch of games where it's going to be tough. It's absolutely going to be tough. The Denver game on Sunday was no joke. Uh, so it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough stretch, no question about it. But as LeBron James said, they feel like they have enough firepower, enough shooters, and enough players. Next man up. And head coach Frank Vogel echoed the same sentiments about, hey, next person up, we're going to miss AD. He's a vital piece to the puzzle. 
But since he's not going to be here, not going to be able to play, we got to step it up. And we got to we got to play next man up mentality. And he's absolutely right. Uh, here's a statement by the Los Angeles Lakers. It said Lakers forward Anthony Davis underwent an MRI on Monday. The results show no rapture to the right Achilles tendon. Davis will miss uh, tonight's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And we will be further evaluated by the team doctors upon his return to Los Angeles. End quote. So, again, another good sign that Anthony Davis, uh, there's no structural damage. There's nothing broken. There's nothing ripped or torn, which is a good sign. However, if Anthony Davis is not healthy and not healthy for the playoffs, most importantly, you can kiss those championships aspirations goodbye. Running it back will simply end because without Anthony Davis, the Lakers do not have a chance to win an NBA championship once again in 2021. I'm looking at another team on the in the Eastern Conference named the Brooklyn Nets, as well as the Philadelphia 76ers. Anthony Davis is a crucial part of this of this puzzle. He takes some pressure off LeBron James, but those two work extremely well together. And when I look at these next stretch of games without Anthony Davis, who will not also not be participating in the All-Star game, uh, which I believe he was the fourth or fifth uh, vote getter in the West, something to that degree, if I go back and check. So he was definitely going to be in there. Uh, but, you know, those those plans have been scrapped. And the focus for the Los Angeles Lakers needs to be two things. One, looking at these uh, these upcoming games before the All-Star break, they play tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They come back home on February 18th, which is Thursday, against the Brooklyn Nets, the big three I was talking about. Then on Saturday, they play against the Miami Heat at home at Staples, followed by the Washington Wizards. Then they go on the road against the Utah Jazz. They come back home to Staples Center to play the Portland Trailblazers on February 26th. A couple of days after that, it'll be the Golden State Warriors at home followed up by Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns on March the 2nd. Then they go up to Sacramento to play the Kings on March the 3rd, which will be the second of a back-to-back. And then the All-Star break. So it's going to be a tough stretch for them. It's going to be, especially without Anthony Davis. Uh, But the Lakers mentality, the Lakers mindset, and the training staff has to be, we have to get Anthony Davis healthy for the postseason. Whether that means he's he's he stays out for three weeks, whether that means he stays out for four weeks, the whole goal is to make sure he's healthy and without any kind of soreness as he continues to maintain his body and move forward towards the postseason. You you hope that he gets some games in, maybe ten to twelve games in before the postseason to kind of get his body back in basketball shape and really test that out. But your whole focus now has to be Anthony Davis healthy for the postseason and that's what they got to focus on no question at all one guy in particular that's really accepted his role and we and we finally get a chance to see kyle kuzma developing in his fullness because he's accepted his new role a lot of times i believe kyle kuzma played within his own head trying to figure out where does he stand where is his role is he going to be on the trading block not on the trading block there were a lot of a lot of questions and not enough answers when it came to kyle kuzma we know he had the talent because we saw a lot of flashes of his talent but now him being a rebounder him being 
you know, the the defense uh, being a, a defensive force, as it were, him being an offensive presence also as well. I think his role truly, truly fits him. Uh, rebounding, getting second chance opportunities or allowing the team to have second chance opportunities. He's really played extremely well. And at times when AD couldn't go, you had Kyle Kuzma to move into that place. And he's played extremely well. He's held his own. Uh, there's been no setbacks with him. And that is a very, very great sign. When you look at guys like Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, um, I was asked uh, on my podcast uh, in the Believe in Lakers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, which you can check out every week on all streaming platforms with myself and Michael Duarte of NBCLA. Uh, we recently had uh, Ryan Hollins, who's from CBS Sports Analyst, as well as a former NBA player. Uh, that should be dropping sometime this week, so make sure you guys go check that out. But we were just talking about X factors and who who do we believe is the X factor with this Lakers team. And I believe there's two X factors. I think there's an X factor one, a and one B one being Taylor Horton Tucker, who has definitely showed, you know, his skill set and continues to thrive and flourish. And also Alex Caruso. I think the way, not just what they do on the stat sheet, but how they dictate the pace and the tempo of the game, the defensive presence of the game, um, how they continue to move the ball and get other guys open when it comes to that. And also, too, when it comes to, um, you know, getting the flow and the rhythm of the offense and getting, you know, the, those those uh, bench players involved as well. When you look at guys like KCP who have struggled recently with shooting, uh, when you look at Wesley Matthews, who's been spotted on, spot off, uh, Mark Gasol is another one. So the guys are going to have to really, really step up. And guys going to have to make sure that they can get more W's than L's when it comes to this, especially this last part of the first half of the season in this stretch that I mentioned previously. And then how they start off with the second half of the season, because the West is going to be extremely tough. They're hanging right in there in the, in the top three spot. Uh, Utah being the number one team. And we see why they're the number one team in the West right now. With great ball movement, shot selection. Guys are playing like a cohesive unit. And, you know, the, it's, it's paying off dividends for them. The Lakers are in second. The Clippers are in third. To me, those are the three best teams in the West, obviously not just because of how they rank, but just how they play. But to me, it's going to be a dogfight down the stretch when it comes in the Western Conference between those three teams. And if the Lakers want to get be the number one, be in the number one spot, they're going to have to make sure that they stay healthy and they have a, a healthy Anthony Davis returning into the lineup where he can stay healthy and be ready for the postseason. Period. Point blank. So you got to stay ready. Lakers, can they do it? We will find out. This is going to be a huge test in these next several games. What can the Lakers, how strong can the Lakers finish in the first half of the season? Now, turning to a little bit of football in the NFL, J.J. Watt, who was recently asked for a release from the Houston Texans and was released, is now probably one of the most sought after players during free agency. The Vegas oddmakers have the Green Bay Packers as a number two landing spot as far as um, where he could possibly go. I often said the San Francisco 49ers could be another landing destination for him. Uh, recently, I believe I saw a tweet somewhere where the new Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, reached out to J.J. Watt and said, hey, give me a call. Meaning he's all, he's looking and hopefully he can try to land J.J. Watt in Los Angeles to play on the opposite side of Joey Bosa. 
that would be an interesting combo defensively. But when I look at the Green Bears, this is a two-fold situation for the Green Bay Packers because it shows, number one, you're trying you're trying to clear up some caps, but you're trying to clear out some cap space and restructuring deals. So you can try to acquire a, a talent like J.J. Watt, who I believe still has a at least another two years left in him, uh, has some tread on the tires in that regard and really make an impact on the field. And also it shows Aaron Rodgers, hey, we are serious about being contenders. If we're going to try to make a Super Bowl run, we're going to have to go through the Tampa Bay Bucks. We're going to have to go through other teams in the NFC to represent the NFC to have opportunity to play for that chip. And Aaron Rodgers, as we all know, has not been the most satisfied individual because they haven't really given him any help or any reason or any signs showing that they're going to try to improve the team. So this is a good step in the right direction if the Green Bay Packers are are able to sign a talent like J.J. Watt, who's coming back home to Wisconsin. And I think that's a phenom- it would be a phenomenal move. I said San Francisco because if San Francisco somehow were able to acquire the services of a Deshaun Watson via trade, and they didn't have to gut the farm to get him, then guess what? You add J.J. Watt to that mix, that's a cheat code. You could book their ticket straight to the Super Bowl. It's that simple. It's that simple. But we'll see where he goes. There's been some talks about the Rams. I don't know how that's going to fare out, but I think, you know, the Chargers could be a possible destination. The Green Bay Packers could be a destination. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Tampa Bay Bucks because they have some they have some issues as well. The Tampa Bay Bucks have some issues when it comes to, you know, moving along with their cap space. Are they going to franchise tag one person? Are they going to be able to pay another person? Are they going to be able to keep certain guys? Who's going to be the guy to be left out in the cold because they can't simply afford them? And how will that impact them moving forward as they try to run it back uh, for a Super Bowl title run? As Brady hashtagged on his, I believe it was his Instagram or his Twitter, going for eight. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens moving forward. And J.J. Watt can have a huge say in what happens for next season also want to give my condolences and a rest in peace to vincent jackson uh report came out that vincent jackson on monday was was found in a tampa hotel he was found dead he was 38 years of age he played uh some great years with the san diego chargers uh later on with the tampa bay buccaneers so our thoughts condolences and prayers out to the family of vincent jackson just a, a, a sad situation you hate to hear young guys uh found found like that and um the investigation is ongoing uh hopefully we'll have more details as the weeks and days progress so our sincere condolences and thoughts out to the family of vincent jackson rest in peace coming up on the other side of the break we have a very special guest from the cw's all american season three is rolling is getting hot and heavy y'all we're going to get to the dynamics of that with one of the main stars of the show, Kareem Grimes, who plays Preach. Also get, get a chance to, to talk about his journey, what he learned from the late, great John Singleton, Nipsey Hussle, Kobe Bryant, and so much more. And also what he's doing beyond the camera on the outside of the entertainment industry. All that and more coming up on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you stay tuned. 
This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny's, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much. And 
it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton LA. As I said after the break, we have a very special guest on from the CW's All American that airs Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. I have the one and only Kareem Grimes who plays Preach. Let's get into him and his journey as well as some interesting fun facts about his career and what he has going on outside of the world of film and television. I want to talk to you. I know the success and where you are right now is extremely important, but I also feel like the journey itself to get there from the starting line to running the marathon, as as it were, is very, very important. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your journey and about how you started. What was it like growing up in the L.A. Inglewood area? Uh, what was it like for you? And at what point did you realize acting is the lane that I want to be in as far as the entertainment business goes? Man, I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a 70s baby, man. So, uh, you know, it was it was love and incense and right on, brother. And what's going on, blood, young blood. So, but now it was good, man. Um, you know, born, born, uh, born and raised in Inglewood, California, man. 99th and Crenshaw. So right around the corner from the form and, and Hollywood Park Casino, man. And. You know, uh, I don't have a story of all, oh, you know, gang banging. I grew up, you know, I had my mom and pops, but they split up. So it was just me and my mom. And then my my uh, my sister came along. Um, but yeah, man, it was just, you know, staying busy, dude. For me, it was it was always sports. So I was always active, either, you know, playing baseball at Rancho Park, uh, flag football, Jim Gillian, playing uh, Pop Warner at Baldwin Hills. So I was, my mom definitely kept me busy, man. And then, um, you know, really got into uh, to acting. You know, as a young kid, I watched a lot of TV. So for me, you know, I grew up watching Flip Wilson, Carol Burnett, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mel's Diner, Free Three's Company, Emmanuel Lewis, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, those are people that, for me, I looked up to and I was just like, yo, man, I, I think I can do this. And then also as a young kid, you know, parents friends come over you trying to entertain they like go back in your room there's grown folks out here <laughs> you know what i'm saying so uh you know p- performing and, and dancing at the uh the, the the birthdays so you know it was something that that i i got bit early on and uh you know thank god my mom had some friends in the business and you know then we moved to uh lamert park and you know uh angela gibbs and marla gibbs uh had an acting school up there Right on, Crenshaw. yeah, right on Crenshaw. If if anybody's from LA, is right over there uh, behind Earl's Grill now, where it's at, across the street from Angela's funeral home, and it was called Crossroads. And um, you know, that's where I really got my first real taste, and and you know, being taught by you know Whitman Mayo, who played Grady on Sanford and Son, 
and Ed Cambridge. You know, those are the those are you know people that that taught me. Um, and and of course Marla Gibbs. So you know that was my first taste, man. And from there on, it was it was a wrap. Like I totally just really immersed myself into it, and my mom really helped uh, help with that. You kind of went to an acting school of hard knocks, as it were, because you were on a set of Baby Boy, which is another John Singleton film. Yeah. But in that in that situation, you were able to really understand the, the fine tuning of, of filmmaking and production mm -hmm. and things like that. How did that shape you away from the camera to kind of develop you wholeheartedly as just a, a complete package as far as the acting and producing? Man, I think, you know, like I said, I owe it to John. After Boys in the Hood, I just kept in contact with John. He was like a big brother. You know, John lived in Baldwin Hills. He really lived in the neighborhood and, and really shot around that area and employed a lot of people. Um, you know, I was, you know, going through school and college and I was like, man, John, come on, put me on, put me on, put me on, put me on. He was like, man, you got to finish school. You got to finish school. You got to finish school. And I was like, ah, oh. but I would go to sets like higher learning and be like, come on, John, give me a role. Give me, you know, give me this, give me that, and, you know, poetic justice. I was like, come on, John, let me get in that. And but when I finished, man, my mom actually ran into John literally off of, uh, I think it was Lamert and La Cienega. And okay. John was like, yo, have Kareem call me. My mom was like, yo, call John. And, you know, boom, I hit him up. He was like, meet him over in Lamert Park and uh, met him at his office, man. And he was like, yo, man, I'm about to do this movie called Baby Boy. And, uh, you know, you need to learn exactly the ins and outs and what it takes to make a film. So, you know, you're going to I was his assistant, but also I literally helped every department. Um, and that, like you said, that's kind of helped shape me um, to where, you know, I was in casting with Kim Harding. You know, I was uh, I was a P.A. Uh, I was, you know, doing the coffee runs. I was there with, you know, uh, locations uh wardrobe the whole nine man i was even taping the audition so you know the footage that you see of you know uh taraji and and, and tyrese doing their screen test I, that's me behind the camera shooting that you know so i was there when john gave you know taraji the role and and, and tyrese man so you know it was, it was a blessing man and you know just to be able to to hit every let's say production or just hit every spot within within that to make a film man really you know put everything in perspective of just you know everybody has a role and everybody plays their position um and everybody's working towards one goal and that's to get the film you know in the can um and that's one thing about john is that john hired his people you know what i'm saying giant john, john hired you know my first experience of of you know seeing black folks on, on a lot of black folks on set was was a uh, boys in the hood, you know, and prior to that, you only see one or two blacks on set. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But with John, he employed his people and he truly believed that man. And, you know, for me, that was, that was, that was just super big, you know? So, you know, working with him on, on baby boy, I literally saw from, from pre-production, production, post-production, post uh, you know what it what it took to to make a film. No, that's incredible, man. The fact yeah. that many people would would crave to get the, the that blessing that you were able to receive from yeah. you know the wisdom of, and 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 the, the talent of John Singleton, man, that's awesome. And I yeah. I want to talk to you because you've gone through. I'm sure you've gone through hundreds and hundreds of auditions. 
But what was the most difficult audition that you had to deal with and how did that shape you as an actor? Uh, that's a good question. That's a very good question, Nick. Um, first audition comes to mind, man, really is, um, I got two of them, is uh, The Shield. I auditioned for The okay. Shield 17 times. 17 times for The Shield. Within that 17, I booked, but they either went another direction um, or they wrote the character out. Um, and, you know, for me, it was just like I, I was getting frustrated. But then my agent told me uh, who I'm with now, um, this brother by the name of Kevin Turner. He was like, listen, as long as they keep bringing you back, that means they're interested. They like you. You know, and I never thought of it that way. You know, I was just like, man, I'm auditioning and, you know, I'm not booking or I'm dishing. I get it. And then they write the character out like what's going on? Is it me? And, uh, you know, it was just like, hey, the the casting directors knew what I was able to bring to the table. And, you know, they gave me every opportunity, you know, um, and, you know, on the 17th uh, audition, I end up, you know, booking the role but I end up doing three seasons on that show. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm -hmm. just, you know, a true testament of just sticking, sticking it in there, man. And, and sticking in there and really, you know, not giving up and believing in yourself. And, uh, you know, those other roles were, you know, co-star one day and that's it. But, you know, I end up getting three seasons and this, this character was, you know, played a very pivotal role in those last three seasons. So, it's just a blessing, man. That's one. And then um, I, I really thought I was going to make it on this one, man. It was uh, it was the uh, what was it called? It was a movie with Tom Hanks. He was in the airport. I can't remember the movie. Oh, uh, John, I know which one. He got yeah, it, it'll come to me. But my, I had auditioned for it and my agent was like, yo, guess who loves your audition tape? Steven Spielberg. I was like, word? And in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's on. I made it. This, this is it. I'm about to, it's about to go down. I made it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the terminal, that's what it's called, the terminal. And, um, you know, we lead up to it. I'm ready. I'm like, man, this is my break. And my scene was with Tom Hanks. And I played this kid from Africa who had this cup of can, this can of coffee that they kind of connect with. So I was like, and I got a scene with Tom Hanks. What? It's a wrap. I'm about to, I'm about to be on. No, we going back and forth for like a couple of days. Like, Oh, we want to bring you out here. Do you want to drive? We'll drive. And I was like, listen, I'll drive myself. I don't care. Like this is a, this is a movie mm -hmm. with Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Let's go. And uh, man, they end up writing the character out. And but they was like, but you know what? We're going to give you credit in the movie. And I was just like, credit nice. as an actor, but as an actor, the credit is cool, but you mm -hmm. want the visuals because that's right. gonna lead up to more work. Just my name and the credit. You you skip that, you just see the you know what I'm saying, you see the ending, and then you up out the theater. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was just like uh you know, so that was that was a big letdown, man. But mm -hmm. those are the two that stick out, man. But you know, it's just you just gotta stick in there, believe in yourself. And you know, I tell actors if you don't get the role, book the room. If you book the room, the casting director will continue to bring you back, and that's what you want. When they stop calling you to audition, that's when you should worry. 
<laughs> yeah, true indeed. There was another series I saw you in, man, and I thought you did a really good job in it. And it was the series of Unsolved, uh, uh, the, the crimes of, of Tupac and Biggie. You yeah, play yeah, Orlando yeah. Henderson's homeboy. Yeah, um, yeah. So how much did you know about the story? And then how much did you have to learn about that story, especially dealing with the co close camaraderie between Orlando Anderson and his friend at that time? Man, here's the funny part. Uh, I went to Cal State LA and this girl, this girl that uh, I used to have a big time crush on her. Um, her name was Marissa. And Orlando was her boyfriend at that time. So oh, I wow. actually met the dude on a humbug because I went over a house. I went to because I stayed on the dorms. I went over to the dorms because she had roommates. And it was the dude. I saw him. And this is before the whole Tupac thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, damn, okay. But like I said, fast forward when everything went down, I was like, yo, that's the dude I met that such and such was hanging with. Them. And I was just like, yo, it's crazy. But, you know, growing up in L.A., you followed that. That whole West Coast, East Coast beef, Pac, Biggie, and the whole nine. So I knew it very well. Um, and uh, funny story. The brother Jamie Turner, who wrote that particular episode, I met him while uh, doing uh, The Shield. Mm, so we okay. became cool and we've always kept in contact. And this story will connect um, in a few minutes. But I was literally about to I think I was about to at this time I was doing brand ambassador work and um, I had got an offer to, to go on tour. And my boy Jamie was like, yo, man, I'm working on something that I think you'll be good for. You know, I'm going to try to get you in. And at this time, I, I, you know, I took his word, but, you know, things can fall through. You know, I'm always, my mindset is, you know, I'm going to go with the for show money. You know what I'm saying? The for show money, I know I can go on tour and get and be mm -hmm. good. And, uh, you know, I, I, I literally prayed on it, man, and sat on it. And my, my gut feeling. My spirit was like, just chill, like trust the process, trust that what he said is going to manifest and come through. And I, I declined the tour, waited it out and got the audition. Like I said, knew the role. The character was a real character, did my research and uh, went in there, auditioned and end up booking it, man. <laughs> end up booking that booking that role and end up getting hired by this company to work. So I always had a side job in between while I'm, you know, grinding as an actor. And right. the first, first day of that 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 job, I was working with Google. I was shooting that episode of uh Unsolved and I had to be wrapped at a certain time to make it to the other job or I wasn't going to be or I was going to be fired that first day, but God worked it out. Did the did the scene and was able to make it to the other job, man. But uh yeah, dude, my boy Jamie Turner, who's now one of the writers on All American. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? How the story yeah. connected. So I met Jamie, you know, during um the shield, and then NK, who's the showrunner of All American. Mm -hmm. I did her first scripted show, her first scripted TV show, which was Bones. 10 years oh, wow. prior, you see what I'm saying? Two different shows, two different people, 
you know, I did NKs where I played this young brother from um, Sierra Leone who was an amputee, and that was her script. And that's how we became friends. So then, bam, we fast forward to All-American. You know, Jamie and and um, NK are talking about this character, Preach. They have me in mind, but they don't say my name. They was like, oh, I know somebody. He was like, oh, I know somebody too, my guy. He'll, he'll be able to do, oh, my guy. He, I think he'll be perfect for this. Not knowing that they're talking about the same person. So you just see how God works, but also the relationships, you know, is very important. All right, coming up after the break, more with Kareem Grimes. You're listening to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. 
texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Ladies and gents, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Final segment of the show as we continue on with our special guest, actor, producer, a gentleman of many talents, Kareem Grimes. I thought you did a phenomenal job. I was glad they brought you back for season two. I started watching All American like midway through season one. Okay. And I was like, oh, snap, I got to go back. Yeah. Rewatch. Yeah. Um, but it was in speaking of All American, because that's why we, that's one of the reasons why we're here is that you do yeah. such a fantastic job of All American, as well as everybody else. I think it's collectively, it's a great, great show acting, writing, mm-hmm. directing. And I'm glad to see W really put the green light on this, uh, mm-hmm. on this, on this show because it needs to be seen, and and we need to really have open dialogue because you guys cover a lot of different topics in those seasons. But I yeah. want to talk to you first and foremost. You have a really great chemistry with Breezy. I think she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Uh, we saw her in Empire, and now she's really on a full time role with with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, All American, mm-hmm. and she plays Coop. But it mm-hmm. seems like preach. How did how did how did the on the on screen chemistry develop? And because you guys look so well together on camera, you guys really play off each other. Yeah, man. I think for me, you know, when I got the role um, and just doing the background of who this character was and 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 what he was there for and his purpose is, I didn't I didn't talk to Breezy really the first time I was on set because I just wanted to. I just wanted that authenticity of, you know, he not really know her on a like that. And, you know, to, to treat her as such, I'm here to just watch her do these drops. Um, so I, I didn't talk to her, man. And just gradually through the episodes that I start uh, started to get on the show, man, is when I really started to build more of the relationship with her. So it was like really on and off camera. You know, she she's like a little sis, man. And um you know, I think it works because it's it's the big brother, little sister. You know, what I'm saying the OG. You know, talking to talk, talking to the talking to his his sister or whatever or brother, and 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 that's why it works because we've all had some type of OG, whether it's your uncle or you know older friend or family member, who you know has did some things in their life, his or her life, you know did some time or whatever and, and really trying to make a difference. And they see, they see, they see people who are going in that route and they kind of step in and say, Hey, you don't want to do that. I, I went down this route. This ain't the way to go. 
You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I think we've all I think we've all encountered a preach, you know, and I think that's why this character, you know, is like you said, he's not a one to two, you know, episode character because he's there to not only, you know, give some insight, you know, but let Breezy know, hey, man, it's so much more than this. I've done this. <laughs> two things can happen. You know what I'm saying? And and I and two of them happened to me. I got shot and I went to jail. Thank God I survived. But you know, there's so much more. I see more in you that you can be able to do. And to really be honest, it's more of I'm helping her and she's helping me. She, you know, me helping her mm -hmm. as far as managing her, but also getting me out of the streets and using my smarts because preach is smart. You know, he he read a lot mm -hmm. of Greek mythology books in jail so you know the brother ain't no dummy he just made some bad choices in life and now he's correcting those things now one thing i want to ask you and just to clarify was nipsey hustle scheduled to come on an episode of all american at some point before his untimely death yeah yeah so they were trying to get nipsey on i want to say either season one or definitely season two but due to scheduling it never happened. And then, of course, you know, his 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 tragic death, you know, that never happened. But, you know, NK reached out to Sam, his brother, to get his blessings. And, you know, that's how we did, uh, you know, the the tribute. And uh, the brother Keenan, who did these actual tattoos, is the brother who did the mural in season two. Oh, wow. And, and he also did the mural for season three. So the brother named Keenan who actually did Nipsey's real tattoos is the brother who did the mural for season two, who did the mural Nipsey in season two and, um, and who uh, did the mural for season three. So recently we, we you talk, uh, we, you grew up in LA like I did. So we mm -hmm. lost three, you know, iconic figures in my estimation, as far as the late Nipsey Hussle, John Singleton, who you spoke on earlier, mm -hmm. and then Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah. What did Kobe Bryant mean to you? What was his impact? Uh, upon you as well as the city of LA, you know, Kobe, man, it was a, he was a champion. You know, I'm like I said, born and raised out here, grew up right around the corner from the farm. So I've been a Laker, you know, bleeding the purple and gold for a long time. And, uh, you know, any Laker that comes, we just fully embrace. Um, and we've watched Kobe grow up before our eyes, you know, coming in as a, as a, you know, straight out of high school and seeing his maturation. You know, him winning the championships, you know, he was family and that's how we looked at him. That's how I looked at him, you know. So for us to lose such an icon uh, like Kobe, man, it was it was devastating, man. And not only that, but just his daughter, you know, and the other eight people that that were on that 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 were on that helicopter, man. So it was it was just a really blow, man. And, you know, I actually had the opportunity to see Kobe play uh, a few times, but a good friend of mine uh, named Andrea Jones, she was singing the national anthem uh, at the Laker game, and she actually invited me. And this was the night that Kobe announced his retirement. So, wow. you know, I, I still have the letter in the black envelope with the Mamba symbol, the whole nine, and my ticket. And, you know, I sat right underneath the basket, you know, so I actually was able to see Kobe play, you know, on his farewell, his farewell tour, um, as he as he retired, man. So, you know, th those are memories that I will hold, you know, deeply, man. And, you know, of course, John, you know, really putting South Central on the map and showing you, you know, what life is, 
you know, growing up in South Central and, you know, him giving me my start, man, I was such, that was a, that was a devastating blow. You know, our last conversation, you know, he called to congratulate me on, you know, the film I did with Clint Eastwood called The Mule and he was a yes. fan of it. He was excited for me and, you know, he was uh, gearing up to uh, shoot the Emmett Till story. And he was just telling me, you know, certain things that the, you know, a lot of people and I didn't know uh, about what went down with Emmett Till, man. And he was super excited and he wanted me to be a part of it. And I was like, yeah, you know, of course, you know, because once again, I knew the story as well. So I was just like, man, these are one of these this is a movie and this is going to be a story that needs to be told that the world needs to hear, man. And, you know, and, de and definitely with Nipsey, man, you know, I, it's funny how I have a connection to all three. I, I interviewed Nipsey Hussle before the world knew who Nip Nipsey Hussle was. You know, I interviewed wow. Nipsey when he was a young brother, no braids. He was staying at his grandma's house. He had the gateway computer, you know, doing the music, him and his partner, little draw. So, you know, it was, Tiny draws, and it was just like crazy, you know, to see his rise and to see where he took it, man. And, you know, my last encounter with Nipsey was Coachella um, two years ago. You know, I'm leaving and uh, I go to back, go out the back way to get to my car. And there he is, chilling on a golf cart with his partners. And, you know, I go up to him, you know, congratulating him on his, on his success, man. And, you know, reminding him, hey, remember I interviewed you or whatever. And, you know, it was all love, man, all positive. And, you know, that was that was my last time seeing that brother, man. And, you know, to see how he went out, man, it was just it was just devastating, man. Really devastating. Yeah. So, you know, the connection that I have with all three is very, very, very powerful, very strong, man. And, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to be in their presence. So, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, for me, I take those memories to me. As you should. What mm -hmm. can what can we expect from Preach in season three of All American? Oh man, it's a lot, dude. You know, right now, uh, you know, he's out. <laughs> and uh, you know, we went on the whole campaign of free preach. And you know, people people took to it, man. And you know, the writers and they saw it and uh, you know, we're out. So now it's really this relationship between Mo, which is Tyrone's sister. The history they got some history we know they got some history so you know season three is going to show you you know what that history was and you know how much how much of it you know was real serious between them and you know i'm, I'm super excited and you know like i said if you guys think you know episode one and two and three is good just just keep on watching man it gets better and better each and every week man so you know we'll see what's up with uh with mo and preach and and you know, seeing if he can stay out of trouble. You do such great work on screen, but you do a mm -hmm. lot of things behind the scenes and yeah. off the screen yeah. uh, in the tech world, man. You taking over the tech world too. Hey, brother, listen, man. I'm trying What's to going diversify. On? I'm trying to diversify, brother. You got to diversify, man. So, yeah, man. I have an app. Uh, it's called Face Pop. Uh, we're in the Apple Store. We've been in there for two years. Uh, independent. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders, along with my buddy Bervik Deculus and Jerome Henry. And, uh, you know, it's self-made emojis featuring your face. So it's not an avatar. It's not a bitmoji. You can actually record your face uh, seven seconds and uh, and send it in the text, whether, you know, you're talking smack or saying happy birthday or I love you or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so it's free. It's on iOS. 
That's one. Um, also, I've teamed up with uh, another company called uh, Virtual Coworking. Um, it's pretty much the Black Zoom. So, okay. you know, totally black owned. And, you know, now we know what Zoom has done during the pandemic. You know, here's here's something that's, you know, black owned, but it's going to give you a little bit more Their Their thing is if Zoom and LinkedIn had a baby, it would be virtual coworking. So not only do you get the, you know, the video conferencing aspect, but you also get the LinkedIn uh, aspect of it and you get much more. So, you know, I linked up with them. Super, super excited. And then um, our arm from there is we, you know, we have a, a app that we're uh, about to be in beta probably within the next week or two. That's going to, you know, say, hey, you know, hey, Clubhouse, you you got you got some you got some folks on the block, too, that we want to you know, we want to get in on that one billion evaluation. So uh, it's uh, it's called True uh, True Social. And, uh, you know, we're super excited about it. And uh, that's uh, that's going to be coming out soon, man. So it's going to be. It's going to be like Clubhouse on steroids. So you'll have the audio part, but you'll also have the video part. Okay. Because right. we, we want to service, we want to service, you know, the uh, people that, you know, the deaf community. Because the deaf community can't get on, they can't get on Clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to bring the video aspect. And then also, two Clubhouse is only for people on iPhone. So if you ain't got no iPhone, you can't get on Clubhouse. So our app, yeah. you can be able to download on iPhone and Android. So super, super excited about it, man. Uh, we got some, we got some big time influencers that uh, that uh, that are going to be jumping on, man. I can't say too much, but we got some, we got some major influencers that are excited about this, and uh, you know they, they're going to jump on. So be on the lookout for that, man. So I got to get your top three breakfast cereals, man. We all grew up on on cereal. Come on. Three. Frosted Flakes, Rice Krispies, and Raisin Bran Crunch. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. In that I order. In that order. Okay. All right. Yes. If sir. you are on an island and you only had three albums you could take with you, what would those three albums be? <laughs> uh, Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. Outcast first album, Southern Playlistic, Southern Playlistic. Uh, and then my third album that'll be good, man, is uh, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life. Ooh, okay, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, I, I, my three would have been The Chronic, Dr. Dre, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Miles Davis, Bitches Brew. Ooh, and uh, Prince. That's a good one. Ready to see? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. Let me tell you something <laughs> about Stevie, though, man. He got. Oh man, man, he got some. Come on, brother. Seventh wonder of the eighth wonder of the world, man. Come on, brother. <laughs> Stevie is timeless. Exactly, he's timeless, he's timeless man. Exactly. <laughs> So I want to also. You're a huge Tribe Called Quest fan. I know yes, I did sir. some research and. You know, Fife was your guy. I know yeah. you like the whole group, but Fife yeah. was your guy. Mm -hmm. Is would you consider uh, doing? I know they had the documentary. I know you. I know you probably saw the documentary that uh, that was mm -hmm. done with all of them. But if mm -hmm. there was an actual biopic, yes. yes, would you do it? Yes, yes, I would love to play Fife. I would love to play Fife, man. Yeah, would you Fife put it together? Would I put it together? Uh, I mean, that's a that's a task right there, brother. That'll be a task. Mm -hmm. But I mean, 
you know, if, if you know, if the stars align, brother, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I can see, I can see you playing Fife, man. I yeah. Think you, the five foot assassin with the roughneck business. Come on, man. Come on, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's definitely one of my groups. That like that album, that Midnight Marauders, Midnight Marauders album is like literally the soundtrack to my child, to, to my teens. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I said it, my two favorite tribe albums are Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders. Yes, sure. sir. That Low End Theory album is cold blooded. <laughs> a, distant, a distant third would be Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Yes. That would be my distant third. Chadwick Boseman. Phenomenal actor. We lost we lost a phenomenal, phenomenal actor, man. That dude was a chameleon. Viola Davis. Oh, man. She is a joy. She's a joy to watch. A joy to watch. Kamala Harris. Listen, history. You know, history, man. Woman of color, vice president. Come on, man. Lastly, Kareem Grimes. Oh, man. A person of service. Service. Absolutely, Definitely. man. Yes, sir. Definitely want to thank Kareem Grimes for coming on the show this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you check him out every Monday night on the CW for All-American Season 3, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And also get ready for Season 2 for the love of Jason that will premiere sometime this year. Um, if you want to hear the entire interview throughout, make sure you check me out on YouTube at youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. Have the full interview. He has a lot more to talk about. You definitely want to tune in and see what else he has to say and what his future moves are. And we also get to a more in-depth hip-hop conversation as well. So that was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Kareem Grimes. And thank you all for listening to TMA with Nick Hamilton this week. That's all I have to say. Until next week, please stay sharp. Take care of yourselves. I'm out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.